when we come into the breath, it really is contact with the unknown because every breath is unknown. It is contact with a vastness out here and also in here. Hmm. So I'm invoking and inviting the possibility of surprise, of the unknown, of the willingness to be affected. Welcome to another episode of As Woo Woo As You Want with Celine and Jeremiah. And we have a very special guest. Yes. Alice Wells. Um, Alice will be joining us in a moment, but we are thrilled to have her on the podcast. Um, she is, well, I think we well, just need to have her say for herself what she is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so we hope you enjoy the pod. I mean, it's a pretty magical one. Yes. And here we go. Alice, it is so wonderful to have you on the podcast. Um, and uh, maybe why don't we just start with, would you like to just introduce yourself and, and let us know uh, what kind of work you do? Sure. <laughs> so it's there's something always a little challenging about that because... Um, the work I do doesn't really fall in obvious categories, and um, which is something I think that I have worked toward my whole life to to, to you know to to move beyond categorization, move beyond silos, and to really follow my interest, my inspiration, my fascination, and it takes me in many different places. So. My training began actually with my own illness, which led me to Chinese medicine and uh, bodywork. So I did an intensive, probably four years of training in oriental bodywork, shiatsu and shintai. And I worked for about 12 years in a, in a private practice. Mm. And... Um, not long after that, I had my first experience of breathwork, um, which was an extraordinary initiate, in, initiatory experience. Hmm. Um, I had experienced conventional psychotherapy, and this was like hmm, 20 sessions in two hours. Wow. <laughs> and... Um, and, um, you know, my head spun around, you know, 20 times around on my next gem and uh, wow. And I'll never remember getting up from that session and the woman patting me on the shoulder, like, I kind of like this and saying, I think I can help you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that began... Um, 
a 30 plus year now, we're, I don't know, at 33, 34 years uh, relationship where I became that woman's client. And um, then I became that woman's student. And then I became that woman's colleague. Um, And that was a consciousness school. Uh, I was actually 10 years in training. Not everyone has to be. Um, I was. Um, I needed every minute of those 10 years to move into practitionership of uh, working in the trenches of people's psyches, people's souls, and people's bodies, and where all those things touch and interact and the alchemy of those realms. And, um, and that was over 20 years ago that I mm-hmm. finally sort of graduated. And that, uh, that certificate was um, in consciousness with an emphasis in breathwork. Hmm. So, you know, I've followed down many different interests since then, some of which I was born with, uh, singing, movement, uh, dream, um, and, 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 and have continued to develop, inquire, study, research, explore uh, individually and with others, um, these realms of expression, of communication, mm-hmm. of being. Um, and, uh, and I, so, so if you were to call Alice now and say, Hey, I heard about you, my friend, so-and-so told me, uh, what is it that we could do together? Right now, that would mostly be in individual sessions that are about an hour and a half to two hours long, where we explore uh, the depths of what it is to be this human being and what it is this person is struggling with, excited about, um, confused about, um, wanting to go deeper with, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I also occasionally offer workshops, uh, group experiences, and I think of them as laboratories. Um, uh, I'm really not interested in answers. I'm interested in questions, and I love being in groups of people and exploring the questions together. (laughs) To me, it's one of the most exciting things in the world. And sometimes one person poses the question, it crystallizes the questions we're all struggling with. And sometimes we're all sort of working in our own questions and explorations. Um, so, yeah, so I offer that as well. Not, not as, uh, as regularly as I would like. And it, it has been COVID. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. That's wonderful. I love all of that. I took a a dream workshop with you a few, I don't know, a few months ago, maybe, I think. I don't know when you offered that, but it was wonderful. And it was like a combination of all things. Yeah. 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 So 
Jerry, you haven't done much breath work, right? Uh, I've done a little bit of breath work with, we had um, a woman on the podcast a little while ago, this, uh, who also does breath work, Debbie Atias. Um, but we talked more about, she has like her own um, like body movement modality called dancercism, which is kind of like a pop music take on working your way through the different chakras. Um, that I actually like helped her on the music aspect of it. Um, so yeah, Debbie and I uh, did some breath work together. But yeah, that was actually something I was um, curious about, Alice, because um, I know that I think there's different ways of doing breath work or, or literally like different ways of breathing. Yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> the question in there. Um, well, yeah, that, that, I guess that's the question is I'm, I'm curious. Um, I mean, your depth of knowledge is, is amazing. So I, I don't even know where to begin with that, but I, I'm curious, like in your practice, are there multiple techniques that you use? Is there one primary technique that you use? Um, yeah, just curious to hear. So the primary technique that I use is presence. Mm. That is the primary technique that I use. And ultimately, it's not really a technique. It's a way of being. Mm. And, um, it's what I cultivate within myself. It's what I support the cultivation of in others. Presence not only here between any two human beings, but also presence in a being with in here. Mm. Um, with all that is, and many, many, many different things can arise within a human being in an hour or even in five minutes. And cultivating a capacity for presence with all of that is one of the most powerful things we can do. And so, uh, so that's a consciousness question. And then there is... Well, so how do we do that? And in my experience, breath is one of the most fundamental ways that we can become present like that. Mm. Boom. You know, if we were to just stop right now and all take a deep breath together, our consciousness individually and collectively would slightly shift. Now, I can't see Celine at the same time I can see you. So we're kind of like, fractured here i am <laughs> all see each other um but if we just had a moment of silence and all took like three deep breaths together there would be a shift inevitably um it's calling us into the present moment it's calling us into the body it's calling us into awareness of the present moment in the body and we can also notice thoughts feelings, and then, of course, sensations. And so breath is the fundamental language of the body. Without breath, there would be no life. You know, mm. the heart can beat and all these other, the digestive system can grind on, do its thing, um, and, 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 and certainly casting no aspersions on these systems. They're all so brilliant and contributes so much to the experience of aliveness. And breath is the clincher, you know, without breath, no life. And so to invoke breath in 
a dyadic setting or a group setting where there is a conscious intention for presence and awareness is signaling to ourselves that we're here and we're ready and we're listening. The breath then opens up the space. It opens it up physiologically, neurologically, um, psychologically, <laughs> biologically. Um, and tends to invoke that which is most asking for attention. And so that can look an infinite number of ways. Someone could start breathing in this intentional environment and experience tightness in their chest. What is that? You know, so it gives us the opportunity to explore, oh, well, what is this tightness in the chest? And we are looking at it from many different, at many different levels. It, 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 there's a muscle there, there's bones and tendons and a, a digestive system moving through there. Um, but there may also be feelings. There may be history here. And so in a conscious intentional environment, we're invoking the breath and suddenly, boom, we hit up against something. It's an opportunity to explore and to feel all the different facets of what is this and how is it functioning? And to do that in a non-judgmental way. And someone else may start breathing and an image may arise. Um, and in this way, breath work and dream work can be very similar. Mm -hmm. You know, where certain images arise unbeckoned, you know, unexpected where we have an image of a, you know, a huge rising up right in front of us. And so again, it's an opportunity, just like with the dream image, to feel like, so what is this? How is it functioning for us, with us? What are we experiencing right now under its boughs? What, are, you know, feeling the color of the bark, feeling the sky around it, like, how is it impacting us in this moment? Um, a third option could be, or possibility could be that someone starts breathing and they feel a sense of boredom, mm. blackness. And it's funny how people always think it's so wrong. You know, mm. oh, I shouldn't be feeling this. People have a lot of judgment about their experience. But for me, everything matters. Everything is so important. And if we run into boredom, flatness, I'm interested. I'm curious. Like, because if we're running into boredom or flatness, then this is a feature. This is something that's running in this person. And so how is it running? How is it functioning? How is it operating? What is its purpose? Is it protecting us from something? What's underneath it? What's on top of it? What's around it? What are we feeling in our bodies around this feeling? Is this familiar? Have we felt it all our lives? When did we first feel it? 
you know? So it's sort of like pulling, you know, up what might seem like this thin, thin, you know, slender string. And then we pull and we pull and we pull and boom. And the whole time the breath is moving and material is more accessible. Mm. And we're, we're finding the synergy between mind and body and heart and spirit because breath touches all of these things. Mm. Yeah. And so, you know, the two main things that I offer people when we begin is let's release judgment. It has no place here. Because everything is playing its part. Everything is part of something. And then let's release agenda. Because if we're coming in with agenda, more often that's coming from our conceptual, constructed, egoic mind or from defensive orientations around deeper spaces of being and you can't solve a problem with the same consciousness that created it. Thank you, Einstein. So when we go into these spaces and places of awareness and consciousness, it's important to release our notions of where we think we're supposed to go and how it's supposed to be. And I'm going to, you know, just tie this up with a bow and I'm going to make this happen like this or nothing ever works. And so I can't <laughs> find my way or whatever, right? You know, these are our, our habitual patternings that we live out through many different you know, ways. And so when we come into the breath, it really is contact with the unknown because every breath is unknown. It is contact with a vastness out here and also in here. Hmm. So I'm invoking and inviting the possibility of surprise, of the unknown, of the willingness to be affected by that territory rather than carving it up and vivisecting it and constraining it with all the same mechanisms that we do habitually in our lives, labeling it, pinning it to the board. This is a that and that is a this. and This is how reality works and this is who I am. Right. <laughs> it's- no, that's wonderful. Um, yeah, I uh not even sure where to go from there. So um, just, uh, I was going to say what I loved about what you just said is the willingness to become affected. Mm. And with the little light touches of breath work that I have done, I have found that it does for me, allow me to become more affected by emotions that I would prefer not to sit with and kind of process those in a way that my like thinking mind isn't rationalizing why I'm feeling that way. I just feel it in my body and just, you know, cry or tense up. And it's, it was, I've just done a little bit 
Um, but it has been a really wonderful way to be affected by things that are, that I'm deeply uncomfortable with like emotions. So I just wanted to add that because I, the willingness to become affected is to me, the, the, the best thing that I've experienced through breath work thus far. Mm. Yeah. So you're talking about things that you may have discomfort around. Yeah. Like emotion, emotions that I, I, you know, I haven't processed or I don't know how to like mentally, right. Like my mind wants to figure out why I feel this way, but it really is my body that need that I've, by using my body, I've been able to process and kind of deal with those deeper things in a way that talking about it, hasn't really helped as much. Right. Which so, is pretty wild. It is. It's so pretty- wild, right? It's so it's so simple in this way. Right. That, right? Yeah. It's simple, but it's complex, but it's simple, you know? It's that's what's so wild about it. So in the Kabbalah it's written that the reason why we weep and wail and rend our crows when a person passes away is because a whole universe has gone out of existence. Mm. And Carl Jung and Sigmund Freud talk about the, the ratio of the conscious mind to the unconscious mind. And Jung likens it to a tiny island in a vast sea. You know, so we're operating out of this tiny island and then there's the vast sea. And if you've ever held a newborn, you know, minutes from the womb or the the birth canal, you look in those eyes and you see a vast sea. Mm. And the truth is, you know, breath workers have known this, shamans have known this, you know, medicine people have known this, root doctors have known this, that already there is conditioning, you know, even then already things have happened and now we're getting the science that's showing us yes epigenetic material yes generational you know information experience trauma gets transmitted experience of the mother during gestation i heard um, an amazing researcher say that the first 72 days of life are the most important uh, days of life that 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 the imprinting and conditioning and experience of those first seventy two days are more important than the 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 the, the next eighty years. Wow. wow. So I don't want to imply that when you look in the eyes of a newborn, uh, we what we've got there is tabula rasa. It is not tabula. <laughs> There's already a lot cooking, and in my personal experience. As I looked at the, those little beings, I'm like, whoa, <laughs> there is a whole human being here already, full <laughs> to bursting. And they haven't had the first three months, the first three years of experience and conditioning and the first you know, 10 years of experience and conditioning, there's a lot that is truly wild about them, even with the conditioning that's already there. And so, um, 
when we enter into breathwork, we are entering into non-ordinary state of consciousness. Even just the act of moving from a sitting position to a lying down position with someone else there holding space and in an intentional conscious space, there's a shift in consciousness. And so to open the breath up, to shift the uh, pathway that the nervous system is taking, because the pathway that the nervous system follows between a breath that is, ha- that is handled autonomically and one that is made consciously are literally two different pathways in the body. Hmm. And the second one is way more integrative, integrating far more different pieces of us, the prefrontal cortex with the uh, vagal vagal nerve system. There's just like a whole different set of alignments that happen. And so, yes, we lay down. That's already a shift. There's someone there holding space for us. Boom, that's already a shift. That person's consciousness really matters, you know, and then the breath itself and what it opens for us and what it's opening for us is this larger space of consciousness. And in there may not only be things we never dreamt of or experienced, but also things we may have tucked away, you know, things that happened to us that were really painful or energies or qualities that were part of us that were not welcomed or were literally not even seen or mirrored Hmm. and yet pushed down into the unconscious realm. And so for some people, it's joy. Yeah. (laughs) You know, joy is shiny nature and yet grew up in a home where it was just too much. Oh, it's just, it's too much. And they have to put it away. They have to put it somewhere. Hmm. Right? Right. So some of the discomfort that can arise as we breathe in this intentional setting is sort of the, the emergence of beauty, of, of capacity, of gift, of insight, <laughs> you know, yeah. in, into gorgeous parts of our humanity that were either not known or not recognized or not seen or not allowed or that we lost contact with. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that too. Yeah. It's like it's deep, all the things, yeah. right? It's like all deep sea diving for treasure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And and which, of course, implies and indicates that each of us is a treasure house, right? Mm -hmm. Ooh, Mm -hmm. yes. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of just images, that's just what came to me. It was like, if you're going with like this island imagery of the conscious mind, it's almost like diving and uh, going into the depths of your own ocean and, you know, pulling up all sorts of interesting things from the, the seashore, the seafloor. Yeah. I mean, that's an important point too. Is it, is it my own ocean or is it Mm, the ocean? Right. Right. 
And so I would say it's it's both. Mm. You know, it's both. It it is it is parts of me and it is the ocean. It is parts of us, the big us. You know, yeah. we all connect. And I've I've had experiences and I've witnessed experiences where people go into this space. And they feel not only their personal experience of aliveness and being, but they feel a universal experience. They, they feel the connection to all life everywhere. And of course, something like that just cracks us open. Mm. To feel the depth of that connection, the reality of it, and how it is that we live in a society in a civilization really that is so deeply in denial and resistance and even afraid of the deep, deep interconnected of us, interconnectedness of us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's such a worthy journey, such a worthy journey. Yeah. Wow. Do you ever do any breath work where can you do this on your own or do you have to have someone with you? Mm. Great question. Um, people do do it on their own. Yeah. I, uh, um, when we start off, it is really powerful to have mm. someone there. Right. Um, I think that there are sort of, um, how do I say this? There are at least three fundamental facets of the psyche. You know, there's the piece of us that is related to ourselves, our relationship with ourselves. There's the dyadic piece, like the mother-child bond, the partner bond, the deep pair bond. And then there is the group piece, you know, which whether we, you know, first experience it in the family, 99.9% of us, um, and then in you know extended family, community, tribe, nation, and some of us, you know, the world and the universe. Um, but these are sort of different ways that to, to sort of slice the psyche. And I think it's important um, that we're firing on all pistons. And um, and I should, I should also add in terms of that universal sense, also the spiritual sense of, you know, relating to that which is larger than us. Um, and so if someone is fundamentally working alone in their own silo, reading a lot of books, doing a lot of inquiry, it would be really important from my perspective to get them into a dyadic healing relationship, into a dyadic support supportive relationship um and it's not that deep work can't be done on our own it's just that it's going to hit different parts of our psyche and our brain and our functioning and same group work and i think optimally when we really want to see transformation and healing and growth and awakening we want all three mm -hmm. you know we want to be doing our own inner work we want to be working dyadically and then also have the opportunity for group work. 
because they bring up different facets of our being, different facets of our development, lack of it. And I, I think it, 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 it serves us best. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah. I would encourage someone to come and begin with a breath worker and not all breath workers are the same. Not all breath workers have the same training. Um, I'm also a member of the global professional breathwork Alliance <laughs> oversight body. And right. I am the only breath worker on it in the sense of a uh, professional breath worker who is not, uh, who doesn't own their own school. The rest of the people on the board are all people who have their own school and train breath workers. And I am the token breath worker and <laughs> proud to be so. I, I bring a certain perspective that is needed in that room. And so we've established training standards. We've established ethical standards and we have membership and we're wanting to transform the field and really pull it into professional professionalism without diluting its power. Mm. That's critically important. And so there are breathworkers out there who've trained over a few weekends and then are offering their services. And there may be actually something really beautiful that they offer, um, but I probably wouldn't send anyone to that person just because... I'm really wanting, you know, the earth and the sun and the moon and the stars for people. I'm wanting them to really go all the way and to go deep and as far and deep as they need to go um, for uh, for healing and awakening. And um, it takes really deep training to be able to hold that kind of space for somebody. It sounds like it. So the quick answer is, yeah, come come work with a breath worker. Ask about their training. How comprehensive was it? Are they certified by the GPBA? And, um, and then do three sessions and see how it feels. And if there are concerns or questions, bring them into the room and wrestle together. And um, try some breath work experiences in group settings. Yeah. That feels like. And, um, and then also try it on your own. But if you find that you're only working in group settings, or you're only working in dyadic settings, or you're only working alone, it's sort of like, let's diversify, you know, let's get your work in and all the, you know, firing on all these pistons. That's yeah. really going to see the kinds of, um, things that people yearn for connection, you know, living a life of feeling uh, lovable and loving and being love, Hmm. you know, and expressing our gifts and um, feelings of gratitude and enoughness and satiation and contentment. I mean, these are the things that people seek and deserve to have. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. I was wondering if maybe you could share like a, a, a practice with our listeners right now and maybe we could do something together. You were m- mentioning earlier if we had taken, you know, three deep breaths together, just um, something to, I don't know, offer people. Mm. Sure. Yeah. So why don't we do that? Why don't we 
take three deep breaths together and doing it from that place of releasing judgment, releasing agenda, and just being with the experience. I'll often do this before I eat. I'll do this in the morning when I wake up among many other practices at night before I go to sleep. So why don't we do that now? Just take our three deep breaths together and there's something really beautiful about how the sound of the breath connects us even though we're in three different spaces. So let's do that. Now I invite you to just sit with your experience. Notice your sensations. Feelings. And why don't we just open our eyes and just gaze at each other without words, just from that place of wherever we are. And then close our eyes again and take another deep breath. So how does that feel? Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it's just really, it's so nice to just be present. Mm. And like in your space, in the moment. Um, yeah. 
it's just such a wonderful, vast, complicated, beautiful tool that we do every second of our whole lives and we don't even really use it. So, so thank you. Thank you for having that with us. That was really, I think we both needed that, right, Jer? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's so, you know, when I, when I started my meditation practice, like it, the, the, my connection with breath shifted so dramatically over the years. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it is just such a great tool to become conscious, to become present. Um, so many of us kind of just live our lives essentially unconscious, you know, we're, we're kind of just going through the motions. We're not present. We're not here in the moment. And, um, like you were saying, Alice, there's, there's so much depth to each one of us that, um, for various reasons may not be available, um, or at the surface. And so, uh, thank you for your gifts, um, and for blessing us on this podcast and, um, for doing such tremendous work, um, truly. Mm. Thank you, Jeremy, and thank you, Celine. What a what a stellar opportunity, and I love what you're doing here. Yeah. And I, um, you know, someone like me is like a janitor, you know, polishing the brass and laying the flowers in the temple, so to speak. Um, or in the in the town square, or you know, in the birthing room, um, the breath is the teacher mm-hmm. and the guide and the lover and the friend. All of these things. Mm. So I, I I am a handmaiden, you know, in 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 that journey, and honored to be so. Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity to share. Well, thank you thank so you, much for Alice. coming. Thank this you. was spectacular. So, yeah. well, hopefully we'll meet again. Yes. I hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. All right, you two. So many blessings on your work. You know, oh. may it reach the people who most need to hear it. Hopefully, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. Take care, Alice. Bye, Alice. Bye.